This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Monday live from New York City. D-Cell, Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer. I walked in this morning, and he had the biggest smile I have ever seen. And we had this awkward moment where he went to hug me, and then he didn't. It was weird, but whatever. I'll take joy and acceptance wherever I can get it. Thanks for being here. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. Tom, you can hug me, by the way. We've never gotten this on the record. Good morning. I forgot my badge. I walked into the building. I need you to, like, let me in. Right? You came down. We saw each other. Your eyes got big. It was a moment. Thought you were going to hug me, and then it was just an awkward, I don't know. What happened? You can hug me. Uh, Good morning to you, Bill. Happy Monday. I didn't know if you were going to hug me. I was going to hug you. I didn't know what to do. I didn't think it was as awkward as you did. You can, I mean, it is, I was covered in rain, so I didn't, like, like, you were dry. Like, I'll let you decide if you want some of the weather that I just brought in. It's gross here. Not as gross as the Cowboys' reality. Can't wait to get into that. Patrick Mahomes is magical, but not so magical he is above injury. That is the big question heading into an AFC Championship game that I think rightly, deservedly, for the NFL, for fans, will be at Arrowhead. That's good news. Obviously, they'll play the Bengals. Uh, Buffalo Bills fans, I love your community. I love the city of Buffalo. I was a lukewarm. I got like a believer-ish in your team. Your window is closed. It's over. It's over. I'm going to tell you why about 30 minutes. Mike Florio, pro football talk. For my money, the best NFL writer, reporter, whatever you want to call him. He's all those things and more broadcaster in, in the country. We've got buy or sell. What kind of buy or sell today? Uh, D-Cell, he of the almost hug. I didn't want to have to say this, but I think it's got to go awkward now because of our embrace this morning. It's going to be in New York City, man. Love L.A. Love Iowa, Missouri, Midwest, where I'm from. But New York City's got its own energy. It's rainy. It's cold. It's supposedly miserable. I'm so glad to be here. Phone number 855-212-4CBS. Twitter. Sports writer, sports R E I T E R at D Cell CBS and Andrew Bogish. And Andrew Bogish. Those of you, man, sometimes Vegas just shouldn't allow parlays on the obvious. If you parlayed Dallas loss and Andrew Bogish blowing off lunch with me, you won all the money. Dallas Cowboys, exactly what we thought they were going to be. I don't want to skimp on the praise. That should go to the 49ers, to Kyle Shanahan's coaching, to that front office's ability to draft excellently at the top of the draft, to develop talent, to go out, Christian McCaffrey, and get players, even in combination, 
of Shanahan in that front office to find in Brock Purdy a quarterback who was good enough. And I thought he was gutsy and tough in the second half. One of those non-box score games. But, again, I'm a believer in the Niners. you got to win ugly games. you got to win games you don't play well. But that game last night that puts the Niners in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles was about a loser's fragility in Dak Prescott and the epic stupidity of Mike McCarthy in the big moments. Those words seem harsh, but they're true. I don't mean them to be mean. It's not personal. Dak Prescott's not a winner. And Mike McCarthy isn't able to be, this is the term, smart in the moments that matter. Let's just, let me, let me take you to the end to talk about how this was always going to go. Before we hear from Dak Prescott taking responsibility, and he did, says the right things. That's fine. That's great. Okay. More important is doing the right things. On that final drive of that game, down a touchdown. And to be fair, I watched the game in New York City at a bar with some guys from the studio, and I was sitting next to a bunch of Cowboys fans. And it was interesting how their, their exterior monologue is my interior monologue just with, with sadness. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Dak sucks. Are we going to – maybe you can – no, he can't do it. Let's just try. It's like that scene from Major League where they know their team's going to lose. At the end of the game, needing to take the ball a long ways, to be fair, about 95 yards, and, and understanding that even if – and they didn't – but even if Dallas had scored a touchdown, which they were never going to do because, again, Dak Prescott was the quarterback, Mike McCarthy was the head coach, and there was everything on the line. Had they even gone the, the entirety of the field and scored – the odds that the kicker was going to make the point after felt like a coin flip. You could feel the pressure burrowing into that organization. And on, I think it was the first play. Dak Prescott almost takes a safety. He gets hit fully in the chest by a Niners defensive player. And that player doesn't, because of the stupidity of the rules, which is not what we're here to talk about, basically doesn't wrap him up. But almost Dak Prescott ends the game there. Then... One of his receivers, was it Dalton Schultz? I think it was. Catches the ball and doesn't get out of bounds. Those kind, Thus, the clock runs. Don't have timeouts. Don't have anything they can do. They're trying to get down the field. Twice. Happened twice. And then he had the final play. And again, there's a lot that led up to this loss. But if you missed it, I'm pretty sure it was Ezekiel Elliott who lined up at center. There were nine players split wide. And it's like, okay, I don't think anything's going to happen here, but they're obviously going to have some trick players, some laterals. They're, they're probably going to get halfway down the field and make it pretend injury. And then it was just an eight- or nine-yard pass up the middle, and just they, the guy got tackled. That's the game. Like, what? Dak Prescott had two interceptions, but the box score lies. Should have been three or four. Easily could have been three or four. Brock Purdy wasn't amazing, but I thought the juxtaposition – of the mental toughness and the coaching and the culture in that second half was so clear. There's a chicken and egg reality, but it doesn't really matter to, to Cowboys fans in the final conclusion. Is Dak Prescott unable to capitalize on what is clearly his talent? Because Mike McCarthy, the latest coach trying to bring it out, is underwhelming in that respect? Or is Mike McCarthy trying to have a renaissance in his career, trying to prove he's more than the guy that happened to coach Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, is he unable to maximize his excellence because Dak Prescott isn't good enough? I think they contribute to each other. Because Brock Purdy, 
in that fourth quarter twice, once on a drive that was important and once on a drive that just killed a bunch of clock, made multiple big boy, big time throws in small windows, in tight windows, over the middle, one on third down. He didn't have a a record-setting day. He didn't set, again, the box score can lie, the box score on fire. I know that Purdy had a lackluster first half. He had the kind of first half where you say, like I did out loud, like the Cowboys fans behind me did when the beer was tasting like hope and joy and not like the hangover of rooting for Dak Prescott. I heard them saying out loud behind me, oh, man, we, yeah, Purdy had this game in him. Of course he did. But what we did know that he had, and we found out, was the ability in crunch time under pressure in the fourth quarter to do the things Dak Prescott can't do, and that is execute some throws that have to be made if you're going to win the football game. The end. Brock Purdy was tougher. The game plan was better. The coaching was there for him. Got it. And afterwards, after a Cowboys game that Dallas not even could have won, should have won, if you look, if we look back and the Niners win the Super Bowl, and they might, I... I think every team that remains, more so than most years, it seems obvious, but I don't think it always is. A lot of times teams make the NFC and AFC championship games. It's like, ah, yeah, but this is the favorite. This feels wide open. Even if you had a healthy Mahomes on the AFC side, the Bengals have shown they are everything that the Chiefs fear. A team of momentum, a team that knows defensively how to confound even a healthy Mahomes, and a team with with Joe Burrow who believes he's every bit as talented as anybody on the planet at that position, including Mahomes. And Mahomes is banged up. That feels like a coin toss of a game in Arrowhead. And Eagles versus Niners, again, same deal. All four of these teams are good enough and deserving to be Super Bowl champions. If it's the Niners who end up winning against the Eagles and then beating whichever AFC team comes out of that side of things. If the Niners win it all, this game yesterday will largely be about the Cowboys being unable to take advantage of a lull. It's going to happen. It's very rare, especially in the NFL, to win a Super Bowl when it's easy, when there's no none of those moments, when you're not in jeopardy, when you don't always play your best. I think there are five or six or eight or nine quarterbacks, I'll ask the guys in a few minutes, that had you inserted them into that Dallas team, for Dak Prescott would have won that game. That game was winnable. Mahomes, as a Dallas Cowboy, wins that game. Burrow wins that game. Josh Allen, I think, wins that game. Aaron Rodgers wins that game. Tom Brady wins that game. Hell, man, Justin Herbert might win that game. Dak Prescott is a big part of the reason the Cowboys go home. A big part of the reason that we're on, I think it's year 27, they have not made an NFC Championship game. A big part of the reason that Mike McCarthy maybe should be fired, but there's no real solution to bring in because the Cowboys have in Dak Prescott a talented quarterback that can't and doesn't win. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, they can't win. They're not winners. It's not what they are. Not at the highest levels. Not when you've got other teams, other guys, other coordinators, even the Brock Purdy's, some of whom can execute that properly. So I'm glad Dak Prescott can say the right words after the loss. It's unfortunate that's the only thing he seems able to do correctly when these moments arrive. I mean, I've got to play better than I did tonight. Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. I, I mean, all I can think about is right now in this game and how disappointed it is, how disappointed I am in my play, how disappointed I am for the guys in the locker room who played their, who played their asses off and um, we weren't able to get it done. I respect it. I like it. That's what a, a, a real man says what a person of character says. It's someone I'd have a beer with. I don't think it's a bunch of hooey, but it doesn't matter. I got a buddy I play tennis with. God, I hope he doesn't listen to the show. 
such a good tennis player, outstanding player. Every time we play doubles, every time we play doubles and the match matters, I know that if we're close, we're going to lose because of him. He's a loser. Good friend of mine. Great guy. Better doubles player than I am. But he's, he's not a winner. He's one of my favorite people. Been to his house. He's bought me margaritas. That's a quick way to my heart. Love the guy. He's not a winner. It's okay. Doesn't make him a bad brother, boyfriend, son, buddy. The point is, I'm not hating when I say Dak Prescott's a loser. But he is. Because he can't win. The Niners were never going to be easy. That's a really good football team. But it was Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. It was, and it is always, and I've had guys describe this to me. I'm not just speculating, but I know you know. But let me just say it. Every step closer to a championship. In baseball, every series you get closer to that World Series and the World Series, of course. In the NBA, same deal. In the NFL playoffs, every round feels bigger, schnazzier. The molecules are charged in a different way, apparently. It speeds the game up. It speeds your heart up. It feels different. Everything's about muscle memory, consistency, confidence, right? It's the idea of not having to think about what you're doing to just execute it. And that's harder to do when the game feels unique, alien, strange, important, overwhelming, in good ways and bad. Some guys can handle it. Brock Birdie did. He did in that second half, which is amazing. I'm still not sure he's the guy, but I would take Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Maybe that's unfair because maybe it's Kyle Shanahan. Doesn't matter. Told you the Cowboys were going to lose eventually. New Dak Prescott couldn't handle it. And that came painfully to the forefront against a Niners team that on that day, on that night, in that game, with everything on the line, was beyond vulnerable. Maybe we'll see that Niners team again. Maybe we won't. That game was there for the taking, and Dak Prescott can't take it because he's not a winner. And because Mike McCarthy as a head coach, forgive me, people that know Mike, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't mean this in the exact terms. I'm sure he's good at balancing his checkbook and reading books. He's an idiot when it comes to those moments. Your guys don't know to get out of bounds. You're so bad at clock management, even your players aren't aware how the rule works. You're going to do a trick play at the end of the game that's a perfect encapsulation of your fancy stupidity? What we're going to do, see, is put Zeke at center. Game over. All right. Cowboys fans, I take no pleasure. I'm not not enjoying this. And as one of the Cowboys fans behind me said, his, his beer stale, the girls at the other table who had been spilling their weird coffee, martinis all over the place, stumbled out of there. It was a weird scene. Said... Mumbled as he got up. It was so sad and depressing. Guys were stuck with him, too. And they walked into the night. Yep. You're stuck with a guy in Dak Prescott that can't and won't do it. And that's what we saw last night. I told you so. Sorry, I told you so. 855-212-4CBS. Good to be in New York. Sports writer on Twitter. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. All right, I got some questions for the guys. And I want to get into a celebration of Mahomes' excellence. But also a reminder... That, man, that guy, more than any other guy, gets banged up and you are done. And I know it's easy to say, well, if you're starting a quarterback, goes down, you're done. Nope. See the Niners. Not entirely. Patrick Mahomes was incredible. I love Jacksonville. I knew they could cover that game. But Patrick Mahomes is banged up. We'll get into Mahomes. We'll get into all these games. What a weekend in the NFL. More NFL talk 
next here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. It's hard to be this masculine. Bill Ryder with you. 855-2124-CBS. Girly man, Andrew Bogus walking in. My wife got mad at me, by the way. She's listening to the show. I called Mike McCarthy a loser. He is. Why did I call Dak Prescott a loser? He is. She said instead of loser, can we say runner up? No, man. It's not like this is not CBS kindergarten radio. It's CBS sports radio where people win and lose. It's literally defined by winners and losers. The end. 855-2124-CBS. I love you, Lori. Don't be a loser. I can only say that because I'm in New York, and I won't see her for five days. A lot of ways to listen to the show. You're right, Diesel? No, I'm not all right. I haven't adjusted yet to you being in studio. You love it. No, you don't. A lot of ways to listen. Watch it, Bogish. A lot of ways. No, no, I know that Diesel doesn't. (laughs) Neither do you. I like it. Lunch guy. We'll get to a second. We'll get into lunch in a second. I'm excited. Andrew made a wonderful pivot. But first, I want a lot of ways to listen to the show. One of them is SiriusXM. 158. Jack's listening in Detroit. Let's go and uh, see what he's about. Oh, no. Tom and I both put him up at the same time. Jack, what's up? You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, what's up, man? Long time no talk, man. What's up, dude? Good to hear you. Hey, you too. Hey, just wanted to talk about the uh, the Bills uh, window closing. I was thinking the same thing. I, I love Josh Allen, man. He, he got all the tools. But uh, me and my son was going back and forth. We were going for Burrow. And I said, man, I was thinking about, I said, the Bills, Tom Brady's gone. They don't have New England in the way anymore. But it's like, uh, I'm going to go basketball real quick. 
It's, it's like uh, the Bills is like the Clippers, man, when they was loaded. And they let Golden State get in there and take what they should have did. And that's, that's what's happening right now with Cincinnati. It's like, what what is Josh Burrow got coming? Nobody nobody's seen this coming, but uh, it's, it's 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 crazy, and it's it's it's, it's like uh, in, in football, you you, you got to do it. Everything is out their way, and now you got uh, Cincinnati coming. Cincinnati, man, with Detroit. I mean, they just a bad franchise. All of a sudden, they get, they get this guy Josh Burrow, and now they they legit. You got uh, the Jets coming up. You got the Jags coming up. Like you love the Jags. Miami on their heels. Yeah, Miami. He's still there. I think they're done, man. Jack, I love that comparison. Love hearing your voice too, dude. Thanks for uh, good to hear you, man. Thanks for listening on SiriusXM. I and we're gonna. I was gonna hit this more thoroughly in twenty minutes. I I, I teased it at the top of the show. Radio term parlance of our times. I think the Bills window is closed. It's hard to win these things. It's hard to have your moments. Windows open and close quickly. The Chiefs are the dominant team. For lack of a better term, they feel like the new Patriots. They could be, ironically, maybe, maybe the Buffalo Bills of the 90s, the Jim Kelly Bills, where they made, what, four consecutive Super Bowls, if I got that right. They couldn't win one. If you're Buffalo, you haven't made an AFC Championship game in a couple years. Well, I totally get expunged from my memory. Joe Burrow and the Bengals have arrived, and they had a banged-up offensive line yesterday, and you what? You took Burrow to the ground a single time? They ran the ball down your face? And all the things, that 27-10 final score, Cincinnati winning that game, if I can use a soccer, soccer term, it flatters Buffalo. It wasn't that close a football game. Josh Allen had half of the measly, I don't even know what it was. Was it 62 or 63 rushing yards for Buffalo? Same problem we've talked about all year. There's no run game. There's no effective red zone offense, which wasn't really an issue because they couldn't move the ball very effectively. You also had the exact weather you want if you're Buffalo because, you know, not a surprise it's going to happen. I think their window's closed. Windows closed for Super Bowl teams and for friendships. Things happen. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Diesel. Hi, Bill. Good to see you guys. Yeah, for now. You guys look very... Diesel, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I got a lot of energy. I'm feeding off New York City. And you guys come. I come here. You guys are just like, you know? <laughs> I don't know what hit me this morning. It's a case of the Mondays or something. Or this is just my normal personality. Of, one, of, one of the two. Bunch of Cowboys fans around, you know? Man, there were some really sad, drunk Cowboys fans at some random bar on 7th Avenue yesterday. Falling all over. Spilling drinks. Good. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, thank you for your offer. Uh, Andrew, can I give you a little update on, 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 on the lunch fest here? DC? Yeah, please. Um, Bogus and I were going to get lunch today. That's great. I was really excited, right? That is, I'm so happy for you two. Clear the schedule, have some alone time. And he pivoted to, why don't you bring me a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> can you pizza boy this thing for me? Do I get a tip? Let me begin from the top. <laughs> no, uh, no. The conversation began with, from you... Are we getting pizza today, or is it better for you, you know, do you, I understand if you want to just go home as usual. And I said, well, going home on time is always better, but I'm ready to have pizza. And then we got into diesel can't come no matter what, and I thought I was being being a good friend by suggesting us having our pizza lunch here. Do not drag where, me into this. <laughs> no, no, it's all true. Where diesel You're right. could actually enjoy it. But if you want to leave here at one thirty and skip out while he stays here and work and send him pictures and videos of us having a great time, I won't do it. I'm to you. all for it. I, look, you got a train ride. I get it. 
I, you know no, what? No, I cleared my schedule as well. I don't want to Mike McCarthy this thing and have, like, the equivalent in a friendship zone of Zeke under center and nine guys wide and not understanding that the out-of-bounds clock. No, no, no. We're going to run a well-oiled two-minute drill through lunch. I'll bring you. I'll pizza boy this no, thing. No, no, let's go get it. One thirty, baby, and we're out of here. I'm gonna pizza boy this thing. What are you gonna do for ninety minutes, though? I'm gonna sit well, there I'm and still think working. about just our friendship. Oh, okay. <laughs> friendship meditation. Thought I was solving that problem well, as mean, well too. I'm off until six p.m., so I might just go get. Is it weird to get a drink at noon? It's not. Go get an old fashioned. I wouldn't know where to send you around here, though. I mean, it's New York. I think you can find a spot. Well, like, a, like immediately around here. Probably can't do that, though. I do have a pretty important some meetings tonight. Yeah. Hello, NBA source. <laughs> I have been drinking. All right. Can I ask you guys a, a football question I was thinking about last night? It's a little complex, but but you guys are complex cats. D-Cell, what what's that face for? One of us is. One of us is not. All right. So I, as part of this question, I contend that that Cowboys game was absolutely winnable for Dallas that that was a Niners team for whatever reason that were there for the taking in that game. Give them credit for finding a way to win. you got to win ugly sometimes. And that if you were to insert a capable quarterback in place of Dak Prescott, the Dallas wins that game. My question is, how many quarterbacks in the NFL, right, one through whatever, do you think you could have inserted into that game in place of Dak and been confident Dallas wins that game? The four best quarterbacks? The ten best quarterbacks? I mean, we would agree Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow win that game, I would assume, right? The, the three best guys in the game? They certainly score more than 12 points, yes. Although Allen scored 10 yesterday against an inferior defense at home. Yep. So I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers, I hate to admit it, I think he wins that football game for Dallas. Maybe Brock I, Purdy wins it for the Cowboys. I mean, Brock Purdy does win it for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think the bigger question, or the, the problem is that this is a question. The specific answer doesn't matter. The fact that it's a valid question and there's many answers is the problem for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott can't do it, is my point. In in a way that so many lesser, the way we evaluate quarterbacks in the regular season, the only way we can, how do you perform in the regular season? Over the course of now 17 games, what kind of numbers do you put up? I mean, Dak Prescott, like Kirk Cousins, is a very capable quarterback. That is not the same thing as being capable, I think, in, in moments like we saw yesterday. And it was on such stark display because Brock Purdy did have a bad first half. I thought Purdy actually played really well, or maybe gutsy is the word, effectively gutsy in the second half. Made some big throws. Not the end of the world throws, not down the field. Just moved the ball, tight windows. And Dak couldn't do it. And there were there were multiple times, multiple times Dak should have been picked off and wasn't in the second half, including one that should have been picked. That should have ended games. And Niners defenders kept dropping the ball. Does anyone want to defend, and I'll be nice, Dak Prescott? Anyone here want to come on and be like, Dak's going to be fine? I don't think I'm going to defend him, but as you've alluded to and said in the previous segment, he's a talented loser. So what what kind of box do we put him in? Does he need to be in a situation that Brock Purdy is currently in right now where you have Christian McCaffrey as your running back, where you have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle as weapons, and a very capable head coach in Kyle Shanahan? Is he the talented quarterback that needs everything around him to be perfect in order for him to succeed. By the way, how good was that Kittle catch? I've never seen a catch like that before. Did he he bobbled it three times and off his helmet a fourth? I was trying to count on the replay. And some cowboy defender, I think Trayvon Diggs, just whiffed. Could have killed him, not the ball away at least. Yeah. But completely whiffed on it. So 
it's a good question about Dak. I wonder if I don't know. This is, sort of, this is a lot of it's human psychology. I think it's sort of unprovable, but I do wonder if at a certain point, as a quarterback in the NFL, like other things in life, if your habits aren't already formed and your your sort of nature as a quarterback in those moments is and Brock Purdy is not as talented as most guys in the NFL. But he does have and did have the advantage of not just Kyle Shanahan, but all the weapons you just mentioned. Whereas Dak was pretty celebrated pretty early, but he hasn't actually accomplished anything in the playoffs. I, I not not really. So I don't. I if you drop Dak into Kyle Shanahan's system, maybe he's successful. But I, I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, there were moments in that game where he just looked so overwhelmed in scenarios where he clearly is able to execute properly if it's a week 11 game against anybody. Because nobody's going to argue that he's not talented. We've seen the talent. It's about putting it all together and actually finishing a playoff game. Would you blame Mike McCarthy, Bogush, more, or would you blame Dak Prescott? I know you love these questions. Mm. I mean, I do I do want to see Dak Prescott. Well, not want, but I think there is a kind of over-the-top Dallas Cowboy like fatigue on everyone there. My guess is he'd be a little bit better somewhere else. I just think that they've got bad mojo around them because of everything that Jerry presents as the owner and the GM, and he's just out there and he's talking. I mean, even yesterday, talking to Brett Maher on the field during warmups, like to give him one last pep talk, like it just puts this like scourge on everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, the two interceptions and the the last one that Drake Greenlaw should have had a pick six on, right? Are just there? Those are throws that Brock Purdy is supposed to make in his right. in his second playoff game in his rookie season, and Dax in his second playoff game of this year. He's a veteran. He can't make any of those throws, let alone three of them on the road in the divisional round. So, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of you know better situation for him somewhere else, but I still think he's limited, and I still wouldn't trust him. Can we include that? I think first play of the final driver, he rolls to the right, and the safety should have ended the game. And, and yeah, I mean that is if if and I can't remember who the defender was. If the Niners, whoever that Niners player was, wraps Dak up, that's I think an equally boneheaded play, and it ends the game. He, the the defender looked like um, a computer controlled guy in like Madden, <laughs> who just happens <laughs> to like run into you. And you're like, why didn't he tack? Like, why didn't the computer make him tackle you? It's, why didn't that guy just put his arms around Dak? But, like, it was startling when they collided at the goal line and nothing happened except Dak going forward. And that was the pass that Schultz then didn't get his feet down, right, right for right. fun? Oh, right. That line. For, yeah. Like, didn't. Right. And it was just, like, took a long step with his, with his right yeah. foot and, and and incomplete. Yeah. Maybe he thought his, his foot was down to begin with and that foot was unimportant. But, I mean, that was a costly play. The whole thing was a mess, yeah. which is why I don't know how to fully separate them because – you know, on that, the, on that punt, on their previous possession, the first cut from Fox is to Mike McCarthy begging his guys to get off the field. So he's trying to do the right thing. They're slow to respond. Then they're slow to get ready. Then I think the officials kind of held them up. And all of a sudden, they've wasted 30 seconds of clock management to punt on fourth down before the two-minute drill. I mean, they're just a mess. They're just not run correctly as a whole, to win games like that yesterday. And by the way, like, I, I, again, 100% credit to San Francisco for winning the game, but there were multiple plays where they were sort of boneheaded. I'm trying to remember, was it Mitchell who didn't get out of bounds? Yeah. And gave, and the game should have been over there. Just fall yep. down, 
It was a run play to the right. It was a great play to the right side. And he, it, like that Niners team was susceptible in a way that that they're normally not. And Dak couldn't even if you can't win that game, you can't win a game against a team like that. Yeah, and the Cowboys played good enough defense to win yesterday. Hundred percent. The offense and maybe the coaching let Absolutely. them down. And, and again. Purdy's stats aren't pretty. 19 of 29, 214 yards, doesn't have a touchdown, doesn't have a pick. But I thought in the first half he looked overwhelmed. But in the second half, I thought he made some – he made five or six or seven throws in the fourth quarter and the end of the third quarter where I literally held my breath. Where I was like, you know, like like the things he's supposed to throw a pick under pressure. I mean, a lot of them were sort of short balls over the middle – or underneath to to kittle another, but he made the throws in tight yeah. windows. And then that one throw where he was fading left, and yep. it was a long developing play, and he threw it in between defenders to yep. Jennings, and it helped get to the, the last gold field goal. Yep, um, that was a heck of a throw. Absolutely, he he he, he was gutsy. Um, I know we, we we don't have a ton of time here. Uh, tell me if you think this is unfair. I think Diesel, you disagree, and maybe it's an expectation game. The, the, the Cowboys and the Giants made it just as far as each other. The, the Giants got blown out by the Eagles. They got dominated. The Cowboys lost a game they were in but should have won. The Giants' season feels successful to me in a way that the Cowboys' season feels like a failure. Is that just me being way too kind to the standards that I'm giving that team? No, I think the Cowboys and the Bills had the worst losses of the weekend. Yeah. I think the Giants actually had a really – interesting season and I know Daniel Jones wasn't amazing over the weekend but that's a to me that's a big step forward for that organization yeah I'm a little spooked I you know I I didn't as you know I was not overjoyed by the Giants and was waiting for them to get punched in the face like this and then kind of like your Dak Prescott comments I don't I don't know that Daniel Jones has that next gear to win a game like in Philadelphia in the divisional round I don't know if that's there for him ever I mean, to be fair, I know, Disa, you've got a point on this that I thought was really interesting. This You told me this morning. I think that Giants lost 38-7 to proves how bad the Minnesota Vikings were all season long. Guess Despite- what you just figured out? The <gasps> transit the property. Oh! property. I was going to bring that up. Ooh, look yeah. at me. Could we have a D-cell bell we can ring? Like a, like a drop? What? That's not mean. <laughs> no, it just work. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't care that it's mean. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> But that's it. I mean, the Giants hung up almost 450 yards of total offense yes. against Minnesota in Minnesota. Then look, didn't look like a real football team in Philadelphia. Yeah, you fi- see, you kind of figured it out there. That's basically the transitive property. Man. If the Eagles did that to the Giants, after the Giants did that to the Vikings, what does it say about the Vikings? The Vikings <sighs> are terrible, and they would have lost that game 66 to three and a half last night. Three Let's, and a half. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Let's close here. You have one drive, 80 yards, playoff game, two-minute drill. Your life is on the line. So you're in trouble. You're probably not going to make it. Mm. You have to either take Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins. Oh, Who do you take? Where's the bridge? Yeah, no, you're probably not going to make it. <laughs> but you have, you know, you get a chance, right? Whatever sadistic, weird movie, Saw 38, the football edition is going on, you got a fighting chance. I don't like this question. I mean, I like it. I don't <laughs> want to answer it either. Terrible question. I mean, I, um, oh man, <sighs> I guess Dak. 
I guess Kirk. I don't I know. I guess I'm going to write my family a note. <laughs> it yeah, isn't gonna I, matter. I'm sorry that I'm in this position. I love you all so much. <laughs> sorry I let you down. I think I'm taking Dak just because kissing cousins. I don't want to go down to a guy with that nickname. Yeah, but see, I think cousins at least keeps me alive longer. Dak throws a pick early, out of your ends the drive, you're and I'm done. Your, yeah, you're yeah. out of your. Yeah. All right. I think the Bills' window's over, and I'm going to expand on that here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From my pizza buddy, Andrew Bogan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you from New York City, the home office. Let's go. But wherever I am, it's also true that this NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, Tom, and everybody. All on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or just by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone fixed finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We got folks listening all over the country. Love our listeners in Buffalo. I love Buffalo. Went up there once for a story 10 years ago when I worked at the Kansas City Star. can't remember why. And I was there for six or seven days and had an amazing time. Feel bad for the Bills. Think their window's closed. We got Dave listening in Buffalo on Sirius XM 158. Let's see what he thinks. Dave, appreciate, appreciate you, buddy. You're on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill. Uh, thanks for taking my call this morning, man. Um, you know, a couple points about this Bills team. I, I think, number one, a lot of this is on Sean McDermott. To me, he's the, he's the new age Marty Schottenheimer of the Bills. Uh, you know, I think you look at, you know, what he's done, um, you know, with this team. I mean, he does well in the regular season, but when the playoffs come around, the team fades in in big spots. And, you know, I look at the way this roster is constructed with Brandon Bean as the general manager. To me, he got Josh Allen. He got Von Miller. He got Stephon Diggs. Those are all awesome moves. Outside of that, where where are the rest of the players? There's no other offensive weapons, I feel like. There's no running game. The defensive line, all the guys he he drafted, the first and second round guys that played yesterday, stunk. Um, to me, this is a real moment where this team's at a crossroads. To me, they got to make some changes. 
Um, I think they got to get tougher up front um, with the offensive line. And then I think the thing is they got to add another receiver. To me, this Gabe Davis it just has not been that consistent after the playoff game last year in Kansas City. So there's a lot of moves that they got to make in the offseason. And I feel like Josh Allen's part of it, but I feel like there's got to be more around him to win a Super Bowl. Dave, hell of a phone call, dude. Lo- love the perspective. Uh, agree with you. They're not good enough. And as talented as Josh Allen is, and we talked about this all year long, he's going to throw the ball 40 times most games. He's not going to have a run game to offset that. He is the run game. We saw that last night. Because of that lack of weapons in that red zone, when obviously the field shrinks and Stephon Diggs' speed and ability to be a game-changer becomes more difficult to access, there's not anywhere to turn. And you saw, I think he threw the ball, what, like 42 or 44 times yesterday. Didn't have a touchdown pass. Wasn't effective in that respect. The only, I think the only touchdown for Buffalo was when it was, was Josh Allen on the ground. And here's the main concern. It's hard to win these things. Last year, I felt like the Rams were this force and one of the favorites this year. Weren't even in the picture. The Patriots defined and shaped the AFC picture for 20 years. They're a memory now. The Chiefs have been consistent. But outside of that, point me to a team or an organization that has had a a two- or three-year window who haven't gone through it that then figure it out. I I guess Tom Brady because there were some some patches in the middle there. But but last time I checked, nobody on earth, maybe the Chiefs, have the, the greatest quarterback of all time. That guy's still maybe a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and he's 102 years old. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and we, we know that. We know the Bills haven't been able to get past. Two years ago, they lost. If I remember, I think I dominated in that AFC championship game against Kansas City. It's hard to look past the Bengals now. It, it just is. And, and Cincinnati, very well, we'll talk about it throughout the week as we get more info on Mahomes' injury, very well may win that game in Arrowhead and go to a second consecutive Super Bowl. If you want to try to guess who the next team is in the AFC, like, okay, may, maybe it's maybe it's the Jags. And, and, and I think, hell, man, I think they played really well against that Chiefs team, even though they, they lost. Maybe it's the Dolphins, with or without two, if they can find the right quarterback. But there's always teams we don't see coming. There's always teams that emerge, and you're like, oh, man, I didn't, I, that, that's a surprise. All I know about the Bills is that they've had an opportunity, they haven't been able to go through it. And, and this is me being wrong about something, by the way. Let me, let me self-own. I made fun of Zach Taylor when he got fired, or when he got hired, excuse me, as a young head coach of the Bengals. And I thought all this Sean McVay imitation from a couple years ago that I, that I railed on was ridiculous. Give the Bengals credit because Zach Taylor and his staff yesterday, that was a master class in out-coaching and out-preparing and out-thinking the Buffalo Bills, and what they put together as a game plan. Joe Burrow got sacked one time. He had a fraction of the offensive line they need. They are now 14-1 this year when Joe Burrow is sacked. I think it's three or fewer times. He got sacked once. The Bengals, when we thought they were going to be vulnerable, and Dave, great point about you need a more physical Buffalo team, especially when you play outside like that. Not only were they not physical, I'm sure they anticipated Joe Burrow throwing the ball 50 times. 
and Joe Burrow scrambling for his life. And and they, the Bengals, ran the ball with that cobbled together and banged up offensive line down the Bills' throats in Buffalo in the snow. Zach Taylor saw something on the tape, knew something about what they could put together, anticipated maybe Buffalo's coaching staff not anticipating properly that, that potential, and that balance, and I don't like the guy at all, but Joe Mixon ran the ball for 100-some yards, but you had other guys in the mix. I think Joe Burrow scrambled for 25 or 35 yards or something like that. Had a good game. Buffalo just got out-coached. They got out-muscled, and they got out-quarterbacked. And their window's closed. It, it just, it is. Hope I'm wrong. Love the city, love the community. Have a soft spot in my heart for 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 teams and fan bases that deserve success, that don't just fail to get it, but get heartbreak. That's the, my, the Cubs fan in me. But it's not often that the NFC or the AFC is, is there for the taking. And if you, for three years in a row, because I think it was three seasons ago and Josh Allen has big breakthrough, if you don't push through, if you don't take it, when you're one of the favorites, when your quarterback's in form, when there's some opportunities, it's not going to present itself in the National Football League year after year after year after year. If Buffalo couldn't do it before, why should I expect they can do it as Mahomes and the Chiefs just become more calibrated, as the Bengals become the Bengals, as the Jags or Miami or someone like that fill that void, as some other team steps up, I haven't even figured out, because we don't know yet. Buffalo had their chance, man. I feel like the window has, has come to a screeching halt. And it's a bummer. But the NFL is a big boy league. And if you've got an opportunity and you don't capitalize, you're not going to be able to reclaim it at some point. They had that game at home. They had an opportunity. Forget that. Buffalo not only had a home game against the Bengals, you win that game, and because of the peculiarities of of what happened to, to Mr. Hamlin, you don't have to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Huge missed opportunity. All right. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. It is great to be in studio in New York City. Loving the vibe. Loving seeing D-Sale in person. Andrew Bogish. And we got our guy Mike Florio. He's on the phone, but it's going to feel like he's here. All the football talk with our guy next year on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.